0: This is the Great IO Get Together, originally recorded on YouTube Live. Although you can listen to the show as a podcast, you only get the full experience by visiting thegig.online/slash YouTube.
1: It's time for your viewing pleasure, the online show that will change how you think about online shows. Welcome to the Great I.O. Get Together! On tonight's show, fun and excitement like you won't believe, the thrills, the chills. Now join me in welcoming your hosts and mine, Richard and Tara! <laughs>
0: Pete. Welcome everyone to the great IO get together. Number seven, getting schooled in Pictionary by Kurt Krager. My name is Richard. This is my co-host Tara. How are you doing Tara?
2: Not too bad. I read my uh, favorite New York times headline of all time yesterday. Do you want to hear it? Sure. All right. I'm going to read it. When an eel climbs a ramp to eat squid from a clamp, that's a moray, like a moray eel. I, I got it. Did you, do you want me to say it again? I do not. Apparently they have a second set of jaws, like halfway down their throat that they use to catch the whatever and like suck it all the way into their mouth. It's anyway, New York Times science writing they're really up in their game. Wow. Well, that's the kind of the kind of hard hitting
0: news people come to our show for. Uh, for exactly. Yeah. For anyone that hasn't joined us before and think we'll be talking about eels, uh, these are uh, <laughs> these uh, these gigs are recorded live, uh, so we can take your questions about eels and other topics live on the show. Um, our live gigs are really also just an excuse for our Discord community. Uh, you can chat with your uh, fellow IOs uh, during the show anytime you want. If you're on there right now, you can go into the uh, on-air area of Discord so you can chat with us right now if you if you care to. Um, you can find more details about all of that and all the options available at thegig.online. Um, all of our shows, all of our regular shows, we've had some exceptions, um, have two halves. In the first half, we have a little bit of fun, uh, loosely defined. And then in the second half, we get a little bit more serious, all with our guests uh, or guests of the day. Uh, top of today's gig is going to be Pictionary. Uh, That's going to be hosted by Tara. Uh, If you've never played Pictionary before, the idea is that uh, one contestant gets a word or phrase and then they need to draw it uh, and try to get the other people to guess what they're drawing. So our lucky guest uh, for that today uh, is going to be Dr. Kirk Krager, professor and chair of the Department of Management, University of Memphis, former SIA president, winner of many, many distinguished awards, and uh, co-founder of uh jobzology did i say that right (laughs) i did wonderful welcome to the show kurt
1: uh and you forgot to you forgot to mention reigning pictionary camp of tennessee so but but
0: i'm
1: super excited super excited to be here i'm big fans of the show and you guys Oh, oh thank you um
2: hi Grace.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play our game for probably 20-30 minutes, uh, then chat a little more seriously with Kurt, um, most about his work in the areas of learning, mentoring, experiences, and uh, ideas, personal and professional, gonna run the gamut. Um, So if we're all ready, I'm gonna hand it over to Tara.
2: All right, so here's how this game is gonna work. The two of you are the contestants, Uh, I guess you're also playing against each other and you're on each other's team, but don't worry about the details. That's not important. I have previously today's show emailed each of you five clues and you are going to take turns drawing those clues. While one person's drawing, the rest of us will be guessing. Um, Granted, I did write the clues, so my guesses will be a little bit better than everyone else's. So, uh, (laughs) Pictionary Rules, generally speaking, don't write anything on your uh, Pictionary board that would be on a keyboard. So no numbers, no letters, no arrows, etc. Any questions? I
0: I just want to nope. throw out there that it seems like the deck is a little stacked in your favor for this game.
2: Yeah, n- now that you say it that way, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't guess. All right, so I'll just be the neutral judge. I will I will uh, render a, a winner at the end of the game. How does that sound? You, you could throw out distractor guesses.
0: That would be all right.
2: Ooh, okay. I will be... Yeah. Both a spoiler and a judge. This sounds fun. Uh, I think this will be a lot of fun for me. I don't know how fun it will be for you, but that's really not important.
0: Like every show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
2: exactly. We should rename this show I Torture Everybody for My Own Amusement. I think that sounds great. All right. So um, I think based on a coin flip that I conducted earlier, uh, Richard will be drawing first. And Kurt will be guessing. (laughs) And I will um, at some point put you out of your misery if it goes on too long, just for your own warning. So take it away.
0: All right. I've I've uh, I've got, every, I think everybody can see me moving on your end. All of our viewers are only going to see me actually drawing. So that's going to be slightly different for them.
2: That's okay. I,
0: I haven't really reviewed this list and I'm going to warn everyone. I'm left-handed and using a right-handed mouse. So this is not going to be pretty wow. under, under. Sounds any... like uh, some
2: self-handicapping <laughs> right there. Okay. There's none it's... of that in a gig. Okay. It, it is. Yep.
0: That's that's hundred percent what this is.
2: All also right. stalling, might I add. All right, stalling. All, right, all, right, all right, I'm
0: gonna draw oh this is already terrible. Uh,
1: You're talking I, a also, lot. I, I sprained day. my I I sprained my wrist this morning, so that could be Oh, that's that, Yeah, so it looks like a, a file cabinet. See, I'm yeah, say, I'm already very bad at
0: this.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can see file cabinet, that's a reasonable guess. Uh uh, uh...
1: And that could be a giraffe. Um, it's more, oh, oh, so, oh, I know it. It's, so this is a piece of paper. Oh, this mm. is a, it's a manuscript. So that's mm-hmm. your title page and uh, words. And this- I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to guess manuscript.
2: Uh no it's not a manuscript i don't i I only know keep guessing
1: i
0: only know charades (laughs) rules i don't (laughs) (laughs) dissertation Ah!
2: oh my gosh success amazing (laughs) i I can't believe that you're that you guessed i'm gonna start drawing (laughs) like a stick
0: person grad student and then i (laughs) didn't know what to do uh,
1: so tara i have a question who gets the points richard or i (laughs) gosh
2: i think you should get the
1: points that's Is amazing. That, well, so I would I would tank, but yeah, wait. I, I mean, Maybe I we, we all win. We, we all win. <laughs> I, I would let's give let's give the points to um, to me. That seems ridiculous. Because I, I yeah I think yeah you because know, that's that's an adequate drawing, but I think my guessing was amazing. So oh, you know, <laughs> that's
2: exactly the way we'll decide. It. Whoever demonstrates superior skill gets the points. So. <laughs> Uh,
1: if, Richard guesses, if Richard guesses any of mine, giving my drawing, he definitely deserves a point.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, let's see.
0: All right, we're going to we're going to two now, right?
2: Yep. So we will That's move right. to screen two. All right. All
1: right. Oh, okay. I gotta. Um, That's oh, okay.
0: I'll, throw out out to, I'll throw out. will also accept. Right. Uh, we'll also accept guesses from the chat if anybody wants to throw one out there.
2: Yes, especially if they're
1: PG rated, please folks. Okay,
2: <laughs> whenever you're ready, go for it. All right,
1: and then I got to I'm going to draw on my screen, and I got to do it without knocking my laptop over the high tower that I created to get the good camera angle. So, but yeah. I'm ready.
2: <laughs> All right. Go oh, for wait. it. Oh, you, you have, have to pick pencil. Draw. Pencil. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. All right. All right. All
2: right, we see it. Uh, it looks like a peach.
0: Person. I got a person. Oh,
2: maybe a person. person. Okay.
0: Man, camera, TV.
2: Woman, TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: we got thinking, talking? Sure. Balloon, balloon attached. Oh.
2: Cloudy day, lightning strike, raining.
0: It di- could be dialogue, conversations, mm-hmm. arguments, talking. L oh no. Uh a square? Talking about squares.
2: As one does. Oh I can't I can't. No, do you that. can't <laughs> ignore no, that thing
1: I'm not fine. allowed to do.
2: A square is fine. I don't see any rule violations so far. It's like two people talking about squares, Richard. What's so confusing about that?
0: <laughs> is this three words with two people talking about squares? Is that yeah. how I interpret? Three words. Uh, thought bubble?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll give
0: you
2: a hint, and then I'm I'm going to cut this off. Um, This is IO-themed Pictionary. Okay. So think of an IO concept that might have to do with two people discussing... Or thinking, thinking perhaps about a thing.
0: It's thinking about it, lapping. <laughs> Over, but three
2: words. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Kurt, you could also draw something that is only one of the words. Like, if you wanted to pick a word and then put
1: it, like if you wanted to draw the second I, I was trying word, to trying to think of something that rhy- rhymed with any of the words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's came
1: I've got like, there's nothing. I
0: don't know what three words I've got. There's like,
2: okay, I'll give you another hint. There's boxes.
0: (laughs) There's like theorizing, modeling.
2: To do with teamwork. Teamwork? Teamwork. I know you've never studied or thought about teamwork before. So this will be a new, a new thing for you. (laughs) What's a thing that teams need? Synergy. No, not (laughs) 17. That is a wrong guess. And as you know, it's on the list of prohibited words. It's your first violation. Uh, All right. What's the thing that teams need to coordinate to do their work? That is three words. There's three (laughs) words.
0: There's processes. There's,
2: I don't. All right. I'm cutting this off. Shared middle model.
0: Oh, you did Bam.
2: <laughs> so apparently, the threat of me cutting this off is what <laughs> is what helped you find that last bit of inspiration. Okay, great shared mental <laughs> model.
0: I'm amazed that worked.
2: All right, I'm amazed as well. Oh, I have to try moving one. on to oh, oh, board three. Board three. All right, where am I? Uh, oh gosh. All oh, right. Okay. Um, you know, you had these clues for many hours before the show. You could have easily prepped better. Okay, go for it whenever you're ready. Okay, I'm, I'm going. More oh. Eel.
0: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> First one of these is going to be bad. Um, uh. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh Co., Puzzle, uh-uh. Hollywood uh-uh. Squares, uh-uh. Buy Up Conference, New Orleans. Um, sure. I can't. <laughs> That's a like a mountain It's like what the oh, hell is that? That's an angry guy. <laughs> mm,
0: mm,
1: That's mm. an angry man losing a tic tac toe. So oh, um mm. <laughs> man puzzle, angry <laughs> angry cross. Um uh, tick, uh, facial tick. Still I.O. themed. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: what would be, it's not personnel selection. Richard, <laughs> keep drawing. Uh,
2: I Draw I, other I, things. Other,
0: uh,
1: oh, uh, God, okay. <laughs> uh, again, oh, audience.
0: The, uh, the, right, the right-handed is very
1: bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, those are people, those are people watching game show. Um,
2: oh, you said one, you one of got, words. Got, I'll allow it. Game is one of the words.
1: Game there. Game uh, there. Game. Oh um. Mm. Oh so that's um. I'm serious. Oh serious game.
2: Ah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so what is a serious game? <laughs> besides Pictionary, Pictionary is a deadly serious game. But besides that, like what is that?
1: Yeah, I, I I wrote about it in the article that we'll be talking in the second half. So I'd really be curious on what Richard thinks about it because <laughs> I'm not sure I got it right oh
0: great <laughs> uh well you know, I mean
2: it's
0: it's you know it's a matter of some disagreement uh a lot of people in the games community would say that all games are serious games
2: but because they are serious people with no senses of humor is that why?
0: yeah well to imply <laughs> that like you know uh, like GTA 5 made like uh one and a half billion dollars so it seems pretty serious like that's the argument um but but yeah the way it's used in the literature would be uh using a game for any purpose other than entertainment that's the most basic version but then and we see the uh you know in training literature it has a little bit more specific meaning um
2: well, so is Pictionary, is IO-themed Pictionary a serious game? Because it is clearly for entertainment purposes.
0: That's, yeah, that's a, it's not exactly for entertainment purposes because we're still <laughs> using it as part of an educational thing. So arguably, oh, yeah, it could be part of it. it, it, it and
1: people may, people may not find this entertaining either. So, that's so one a very good point. Before, <laughs> before we leave this, so what about a repurposed game? So, um someone invents like uh halo I'm trying to think of the game the games my son used to, or a shooter game or something like that and then it's clearly for entertainment but then the military says we're going to use this solely for to get people practice hunting and killing is that, mm. or is that just a gray area that we don't have to yeah i, I mean into?
0: Yeah, I mean, so like, uh, so we've, I've tried to write on the issue, this is not need be about me, but <laughs> I tried to write on the issue of technologies, you know, not being prototypical. Uh, they're not, they're not, the technologies are not constructs. So it's not like a serious game exists and we're looking at examples of serious, like instantiations of serious games. It's just, it's just a convenient bucket. By which to refer to these mm-hmm. ideas, so I, I don't, frankly, I don't know if it matters all that much, uh, what actually falls within the heading or not. I think I would call that a serious game, though, personally. All
2: right. So, in conclusion, oh. games don't matter. <laughs> Got it. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what I heard you say. <laughs> all right, Kurt, are you ready to draw again?
1: Uh, I am. We're going to four.
2: Okay. Whenever you are ready, we're on board four.
0: Board four.
1: Sorry, I forgot the pencil thing. <laughs> mm,
0: poster presentation. Job talk? Looks like capture the flag. That looks like a screen to me. <laughs> um. Oh. It Oh god. A screen by
2: this is a good
0: drawing. That's a potato. It's obviously a potato. It's a potato. Uh, <laughs> that is... See, it still seems like like a talk or a presentation or a job talk, but that that doesn't help <laughs> I, need more, I need more uh, than hand motions. <laughs>
1: oh, I, I know. It's supposed to be an ear. Sounds like right. right so it sounds, like... sounds like.
2: Oh, this is good. This is you undersold your pictionary abilities, Karen.
0: <laughs> sounds like rain.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, what sounds like raining?
1: And looks like this. <laughs> <Come on>. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a new player? <laughs>
2: Okay, it starts with a T. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Training.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Training is such a broader concept than giving a lecture.
2: But <laughs> well, we're not we're not done with the clue yet though. Although I feel oh. like I have like a, a mercy end to this round.
0: Oh I didn't see a multi-like word thing. Oh yeah,
2: this is it's oh. still going.
0: Oh, okay. Wait, Tra- why so many threes?
2: Can't make it too easy
0: so okay yeah. so he was in
2: training and now he's not
1: you're gonna have to coach him
2: <laughs>
1: I, 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 in run I run out of ideas
2: he's holding a hammer and now he's leaving the training with the hammer
1: and going somewhere else <laughs> somewhere else or it's not raining the hammer without <laughs> the rain is
0: Transfer of training.
2: Oh. Training transfer. Yes, thank goodness.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, okay. <Yes. laughs> transfer training. That was. I thought that was an easy clue. How is the hammer? I don't. Why is there a guy with a hammer?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, it could have been any. It was easier to do that than like I I don't know a, a, a nurse with a syringe or something like that. Oh, I see. Right. I, I was I trying know. to like if you had gotten this is what I was going for if you would gotten <laughs> this this training and like under three minutes, I was going to try to show that one guy, B, walks through the rainstorm and then start doing what he was trained to do. That's that's all I got. I think it's not, I'm going to take, I'm going to yeah. take a hit on one, Richard. I think it was, I think your guessing was phenomenal. And it was just like, when I, I teach, just, yeah. like back when we used to have whiteboards, I would say like, you know, let me write the definition or something on the board and I would write something and the whole class would go, we can't even read your handwriting, let alone don't even try a picture. So, <laughs> I
2: think
1: I, I would have gotten it with the syringe and the nurse. That's all. That's
0: what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> oh, right. Because that would be a dick Of course. <laughs> okay. You are up again for drawing, Richard. Oh, and it's still, we, still a tragedy that you have to draw with your right hand. Do we have to? <laughs>
0: all right. Uh, oh. oh. I feel uh, like
2: maybe you should skip right. that one. Just go ahead and. Do to... Do generally... <laughs> no, try it. Oh, just, okay. But I'm going to cut it off after 60 seconds. Oh, God. All right. All right. Uh, go for it.
1: Uh, Good word. Uh, here, this is. I have, a sh- I have a shared mental model that Richard likes to begin with a number of words. So, yeah. That's, that's great. A great
0: observation. Just, and, here. A and? Hat. Um... <laughs> oh, it's so it, a, a hat. Yeah, it's a reference to the thing we just talked about. Uh,. Um, it,
2: oh it's a nurse of the syringe
0: it is yeah I didn't draw the syringe though Doctor. there it goes syringe oh, no. <laughs> All right.
2: oh it looks like very violent
0: uh, I don't yeah I don't know what this is anymore wait I'm deleting this this is inappropriate for this context alright just to pretend that's a syringe wow. <laughs> okay right. it's a syringe uh oh god um <laughs> You've done this on purpose to me, I know for a fact.
1: Syringe <laughs> uh, uh, container.
2: There's <laughs> nothing that rhymes. No, there's really nothing that rhymes with uh, this clue. Uh,
1: it's really esoteric. Uh, is. Is, is syringe the first word?
2: No, there's nothing to do with syringes. I'm not really uh, sure where he's going with that. No. All right. right not... 15
0: more seconds. Okay. I'm gonna, right. This is going to be uh, a very esoteric clue. So oh, that's, better. A, that's a better that's angle a network.
1: here. That's a network. It's, it's oh, a God. Social network. This,
0: this is why I need uh, to be able to use my left hand right here. Oh,
1: it, no, there's arrows pointing. It's a gang. They're beating up yeah. that right-hand circle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a nurse gang. <laughs> Syringes are of uh, <laughs>
1: choice. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: There's like another step over <laughs> here, like, I guess. It's not going to happen. It doesn't even matter. You're done. Uh, You're no. this off. Right. You're done. It's oh, <laughs> <that's laughs> a model. Yes! It's not it is a, a mo- group. It's a model. It is. It's a specific model. A well-known model that has those parts.
2: Does it have those parts?
0: It's- I mean, maybe not this part. The this doctor- part's a little more
1: esoteric, but that part does. The, the can all- wait. lander's Anders and Reddick learning control model.
2: <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> Way more well <well-known> done than that. <laughs> All right. Last
2: last <laughs> guess. Last guess.
1: Uh, um, I, I said job characteristics. Um, oh, you said job. Line.
2: That's job. half of it.
1: Job, job is half in. of it. Job.
0: Pretend this oh, is a the job
1: theory. Job,
0: the um, uh, job.
1: Oh, I jab! That. I bet you that was jab. No, it's job. Yeah,
0: it's still job. <laughs> it's definitely um, job. Oh, job. jab like a syringe. I get it. Job. Yeah, yeah. A nurse with a syringe is the job. Why would? Yeah, you... totally. I was referencing. Uh, no.
2: um, <laughs> all right, we're done. It's job performance. Determinants of
0: job performance.
1: That's a theory.
2: Yeah, I had no idea. Right. I don't know what you're drawing.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow! Uh, declarative procedure motivational in input you, you <laughs> yeah. could have drawn the state of soda and then like <laughs> zoomed into where the cities is that's as true context. see my first that...
0: thought my first thought was the Campbell 8 component model and I was like I don't know how to draw that so then I went to this yeah
2: <laughs> the things you have to do okay
1: yeah
2: oh boy okay Kurt I think you can do this one I think this is going to be
1: this is going to be yeah, a fun you, one. The third one that you gave me?
2: Yep. Jump right in. These
1: are clear All out. right. I, I think everyone words. listening is going to get it right away. And Church is going to struggle with it. Yeah. It yeah, good. yeah, We've already
2: established <laughs> that we need to help him. But that's okay.
1: <laughs> All right. So
0: um, yeah, I'm not I'm not good with pictures or words. Often numbers just don't. Oh boy. Three. Oh three. Why is everything three words? You have definitely done this on purpose. <laughs> I, it, it'll be
2: okay. I think you'll you'll I, get ignore it. Ignore
1: that little mm. ignore the little the first diagonal thing to the left of this. That's ignore that. Right. That's not supposed to be there.
0: Oh I was gonna I was gonna say this is the couch <laughs> from therapy. Yes. Like Freudian <laughs> Yeah. Freudian something. Yep. Yeah.
2: Third oh. Couch.
0: oh. Uh, psychotherapy.
2: Uh, Oh, this is an amazing drawing.
0: (laughs) uh, (laughs) Is given Rorschach test?
2: That's very close. Uh, What else is like that?
0: Is like a Rorschach
2: test? Yes. Uh,
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh.
2: That has three words. It has three (laughs) words. (laughs) Uh,
0: Or, uh,
1: let me see, oh.
0: Oh, this is, um, there's no way this will help me. I'm just going to warn you now.
1: <laughs>
0: sounds like uh, fish. Or
1: sounds like, um. this is where it sounds like. Uh... Sounds like a fish?
0: It looks like a, sounds like spider.
2: Is this a at like, eel?
0: Sounds like. Oh, <laughs> I. Cat with whiskers on one side of its face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, Half cat. A... It sounds like a cat.
0: Oh, okay, not half a cat. Seven. Oh no. Oh, um, okay.
2: Sorry. So, none uh, of the words sounds like cat, but Yeah. but it's a three-word acronym that sounds like cat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a roshach
0: Uh, <laughs> uh- Oh God! Yeah, Um,
2: yeah. I heard you about to say it. Do it.
0: It's it's t a the t a t uh,
1: T thematic something.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there we go. I was
1: trying to come up with I trying to come up with a word that rhymes with a perception, and I (laughs) couldn't do it.
2: Um. Well, Kurt, do you want to explain why I put that clue in there?
1: Yeah. So um, my. Master's thesis was a reliability study of the TAT. And the reason oh. that's important or was important at the time is the best predictor of managerial performance was um, scores on uh, need for achievement, need for power on TAT tests. They had validity coefficients like uncorrected in the 60s. And but the problem with the TAT is it's unreliable. You if you correlate scores from time one to time two, you get correlations of zero. So it's not reliable, but it predicts managerial performance. So, so we had the idea that in part of the instructions of the TAT is we tell people to be creative. Look at the pictures, tell us a creative story. test. They're trying to be creative, and so they're writing something different than they last. So my theme is pulling this code down, so I'll end. Um, if you we put people in two groups, one we gave the traditional be creative, one is we just removed that one probe, and we got reliabilities, test, retest in the 50s or 60s. So and I, that was, I think my first publication was, uh, oh, what was it called? Exploring, yeah, this was fun. It was, the title was Exploring Fantasies of PhD Reliability. Um, because wow. back in the day, these were known as a fantasy assessment, so. Nice.
2: Well, I have to compliment you on your journal article titles. I mean, going through your CV to come up with clues <laughs> today, there was a lot of, a lot of material. It was very fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do we have enough energy for one more? What do you think? Yeah, we're I,
0: one more at most. We're definitely we're running a little long.
2: All right. Well, here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna have Kurt draw his last clue right now. Does that sound okay? All right. Which one do you want me
1: to do? The fifth Which one. one do you want me to do? Fifth um, one. do your last All one. Right.
0: And we're going into
2: oh, seven. seven. Yeah. So we'll idea. do in box seven. Uh, <clears throat> All right, Richard, this is going to be a lot easier than the other ones. I wanted to end on a high note so you don't feel too badly about your horrible guessing skills. This though. is going to
1: be easier. <laughs> you saw what
2: my cat looked like. <laughs> um, well, let's just see how it goes. At least it's not three words. All right, so take it away.
1: Okay, like uh, this, is, uh, this is also a setup, I'm pretty sure. All right, I gotta I click know. out of the, click
0: on the pencil. Uh, 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 there we go. <laughs>
1: That's
2: a flag, obviously. This Sorry. is about the United States of America.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> Just, I'm trying to separate... Let me do this. There's two, I'm trying to two things. i separate my board space into two. That makes sense. <clears throat> oh, gosh. And this would be Richard, what is...
2: Are they playing badminton?
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to get a guess of the thing that I'm con- drawing yeah. over and over again uh, uh, the still stars? on the call Star.
2: It, it's not a trick question <laughs> <Yeah. right>? star <laughs> there's
0: many stars star performer star <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. uh, okay I got star uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, I will so, tell you this is not IO related, Richard. Oh. So,
0: well, that, um, I can't even narrow it down. Nope. <laughs> stars and stripes. Stars. Starry night. Star. S- hairy star. Star of.
1: <laughs> Snowy stars and snow. <laughs> 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 That's not going to work. Okay, <laughs> new one, new one. I'm just going to dr- go for it. Uh, all right. All right,
2: we're going down to number eight? Um, st-
1: uh, this going to be really bad.
2: <laughs>
0: Snowman. Oh. Yoda.
2: Yes! <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Good. Good. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go for Star Wars, and this was supposed to be, I think, oh. Harry, you might have guessed. The middle thing was like, the, at the beginning of the movie, the script kind of rolls up into it in a galaxy far, far away, but that, what? It, it just made you think, Harry star, which is not what I was going for. <laughs> you,
2: you you definitely you, saw where you were going with
1: it.
0: <laughs> you could have just gone straight to Yoda. It would have been, <laughs>
1: would fine. Yeah,
2: in <laughs> Well, what fun one that well, in case you you're might, wondering,
1: you why
2: might, I chose, um... in case you're wondering why I chose Yoda for the final clue, it's because Yoda is one of history's most famous mentors, as you know. And so we're going to spend the second half of the show today talking about mentors. But first, let's take a five-minute break. Oh, I suppose I need to announce a winner. Oh. Um, And I think unequivocally, Kurt won this game. Like, I mean, oh, sounds right. No question in my mind. So, so well done, Pictionary Champion.
1: I. I, I Richard, I always rise to the level of competition, so I couldn't have done it without you.
2: (laughs) Amazing. All right, well, let's take a break there, and we'll see you in five minutes. Yeah, we're back now. Oh, look at that. Take it away. (laughs) During the break, we were having a rousing debate about whether tic-tac-toe is a game, um, and I think we settled on, yes, it's a game. Um, and so, for more hard-hitting questions like that, stay tuned for our interview. All right, so Kurt, you did really phenomenally well at Pictionary. Um, and now now we're gonna have a serious conversation, unfortunately. Okay. Um, so I uh, you know we were really excited to have you on the show because, you are just our hero frankly but also we wanted to hear about what you've been up to lately and one of the things that you've done quite recently is write an annual review article about learning so i was hoping that you could start off by just telling us about that article Um, what's what are some of the highlights
1: sure so i don't know the full title you've looked at my cv more recently than i have but (laughs) but the 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 title presents and the science of workplace instruction. So the way we came up with that title and what it just really big picture, I co-wrote this with Kevin Ford. It came out in January of this year. Um, we, we take the science of learning, we take the science of instruction, we mash those together to come up with the science of workplace instruction and. To get there, one of the key moments in the writing was to come up with the name of the model, and we had looked at other kind of names. If you go to Google, and those of you playing along at home, you could do this. If you type in "science of learning," you might get like seven million hits in like 0.8 seconds. <coughs> Excuse me. If you type in "science of training," you get like 500,000. When we did this a year ago, if you typed in "science of workplace instruction," you got like two hits, and none of them actually said "science of workplace instruction." So, cool. We've invented a term now. It takes more than that. You actually have to invent the model behind it, but but that getting that term was was kind of key in this. So the idea is when you look at um, the science of learning, which is primarily housed in educational psychology, cognitive science, instructional psychology, places like that, they talk a lot about generally how people learn and what do we do from an instructional perspective, like you know we space learning or we give people practice certain certain types to help people learn, but they ignore the entire broader context. So, you know, if you saw, if you have a colleague doing learning research at your university, they're taking 19-year-olds, putting them in front of a computer, locking the door for 30 minutes, and showing them word pairs, and there's a huge gap between that and, and training as we understand it. If you look at the science of training, like the training effectiveness model, things like that, everything's focused on the broader context how does the organizational climate, transfer of training climate, things like that, these macro factors, how do they affect learning and the application of learning? And most of those models, learning is literally this little black box in the middle of it. And we, and we don't, as I.O. psychologists, we don't care a lot. We care a little bit, but we don't care a lot about what that happens. So the idea of the model is to talk about how, um, is bring those two things together. So how does the the environment, how, you know, instructional psychologists don't talk about needs assessment. They don't talk about training evaluation. Those things matter. So, it's just kind of mirroring the broader context with the individual processes that happen within the learner. So, that's my relatively brief overview.
2: That's incredibly important. I totally agree with you that most IO psychologists uh, sort of delegate the learning piece of it to people in other fields and say, well, that's, you know, that that part happens and then we come in for the evaluation at the end. That's um, That's really exciting. So, I mean, thinking about the science of workplace instruction, it's really been turned upside down in the last year. Which parts of the model do you feel like are robust to all of the changes that we've experienced and which parts now are you thinking about a little bit differently?
1: Yeah, so let me just real quickly, and I know you were going to ask me this question, and I don't have a clear answer off the top of my head. So I'm going to do what I tell my students not to do, which is just to start talking and hope that the answer comes to you. Um, I would tell them in a dissertation meeting, something like that, it doesn't hurt to pause, collect your thoughts, and do that. So, but in this case, it didn't help. So, the model, I think the model is robust enough that in terms of what we see, um, the, I don't think anything has changed in the model, but if if anything, it's kind of what we've seen with, you know, the prevalence of uh, learning from home, remote learning, things like that. I think it just increases the importance of understanding context and how it affects um, how it affects learning during training. One of the, the debates, and you guys have seen this in the literature, one of the debates we have for 20 or 30 years is, like, for example, aptitude by treatment interaction. Do we need to, uh, do we need to uh, modify training based on the aptitudes or individual differences or learning styles of learners? Do we need to do something different online versus face-to-face? And the answer to all of those is always no that good instructional design comes everything. So if you are a good trainer, you're a good designer, then you can deliver train good training, effective training whether it's remote, face to face or whatever. So I think a lot of organizations realize that they didn't have good instructional design processes in place because they just rolled their it was just like those of us who teach in- and universities that you know last year we had like a week to modify all of our courses. And if all we did was put our PowerPoints up, students didn't like that and we didn't like it much either. so it 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 calls out the importance of knowing what people need teach uh, skill, what's the best way to reinforce knowledge, those kind of fundamental questions. Uh, it's really a basic model, but it's a basic model that's packaged in a way that people really haven't talked about before.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really important point. You know, I, I, this is almost a cliche at this point to say, but the pandemic didn't create new problems so much as make us aware of problems that already existed. And like you yeah. said, bad instruction is bad instruction. Um, One of the problems that it has made us all aware of is, is kind of who has access to learning and who has access to training. And I know that's um, something that you've been thinking about too, just how to get people um into those experiences and, and starting that learning journey to be a little corny. Um, so can you can you actually talk a little bit about your efforts in that area? So you've got this company, Jobsology, that has been doing some really creative and interesting things, including um, participating in a White House initiative that is super cool. But can you sort of start from the beginning and tell the listeners about what you've been doing?
1: Sure. So uh, I'll give you like the 25-second elevator speech on Jobsology, but where we are now is kind of different than where we started. We're hoping to eventually cycle back to that. It was an idea that I had about 13, 14 years ago. We eventually started talking about it as the e-harmony for jobs. And that's kind of the easiest way to study the original concept. What if we take a set of assessments and we can evaluate everyone on fit to job? Will this job bring you meaning and purpose? And then using those same attributes of people, we help corporations go into that database and find people who would be happy doing the work. So, if you think about what we do in IO Psychology, we are doing pre hiring selection almost fully on the basis of abilities or their handshake during an interview or something like that. But we've really never measured fit in terms of things that are measurable from the applicant size. So, that was the idea to kind of create this platform solution where people go into it to learn I would be happy being a landscape architect, or I'd be happy being a psychology professor, and then use having corporations say, oh, these would be the people would be the happiest, not the highest performers, but the happiest doing the work that I did, that everyone would win. Where we are right now is we're primarily a software development company that provides career development platforms to universities. So we're solving problems like, you know, helping students pick majors, student retention within universities. You guys see this. You have the kid who shows up in your class that says, you know, I'm here because my mom wants me to be a doctor and they want to be a musician or something like that. So the quicker that uni- universities can help people solve, you know, what my major should be, what my career path or provide, because you can go into our database as an employer and find things, find jobs from that. So it's really kind of a student retention, student direction retention problem that that we're working, the space we're working in right now. So it's the first part of that eHarmony thing.
2: I think that's really great. I, you know, we, as IOC colleges generally start from the point of a fully formed adult right and and going yeah. backwards and helping them develop some of those skills um or finding the right opportunity so that they fit better is i mean it should be something that all I/O psychologists care about and think about i think it's terrific yeah um so the other thing that i wanted to ask you about your um recent work is it sounds like you've been doing more translation activities lately and and trying to reach a broader audience um and so i think that's a terrific and incredibly difficult activity and i'm wondering what your experience has been like doing that has have you run into um, particular challenges uh why is this so important to you tell me about translation
1: yeah so let me i i'm going to go back and talk um just for a minute like why i'm going to answer the question why am i focused on this and then i'll kind of talk about kind of what i'm doing right now but so when I started, I came out of school '83, uh, and I really struggled for like five, six years trying to find a topic that I found interesting. It kind of goes back to what we just talked about. If you don't find your research topic interesting, it's really hard to persevere, push, and things like that. And I was like, I published, I had like a JAP and a bull, but I really, I did, hadn't found something that I said I want to spend the next, you know, 20 years doing this. Um, I got called. I got an opportunity to go down and work with Ed Salas at the Naval Research Training Center where they were beginning to develop interventions to measure uh, training of effectiveness for team training. So for example, how do you measure a shared model? Just as a, a random, random example. Uh, <laughs> Completely unrelated so, to anything we've been doing lately. <laughs> so yeah. so Ed, Ed had said, um, you know, we need an evaluation expert. Can you do that? And I said, sure. But at the time, I knew nothing about training evaluation. I never even read an article on training evaluation. But I knew performance appraisal. And I thought, well, it's just the same thing. And as I'm reading, I'm reading all this app by kirkpatrick going there has to be something better than this and there's not so i went to ed and i said i think we could develop a you know a, a taxonomy how people learn why that's important so we started working on that around 1990 at the same time i was training a i was, I was the director of an applied master's training program where we're training consultants i had never consulted in my life so like how can i authentically stand there and tell you this is how you talk to a client or whatever so i took a sabbatical and i worked for a training consulting firm doing sales and project development, things like that. And so I think those two things at the same time were really critical because I was thinking really big picture, like what's a model of learning that we can communicate, but then what do people in the field need? And then how do I kind of talk to those people? So that I think that was really informative or formative for my career. And I think since then, I always try to jump back and forth between either stand with one foot in each or kind of move back and forth. It doesn't do us any good if, and you guys know this, and other people have talked about this, it doesn't do us any good if we can publish a paper in JAP and nobody, it does us some good, but it's not going to help business if they're not reading that article. So I I learned that a really long time, and I've tried to find ways all my career I would say I haven't been successful because you know I, you, every organization I walk into, they're still using Kirkpatrick and they still think it's amazing or they're using the MBTI and they think it's amazing. So, But that that's kind of what my quest is. So what's, what I'm trying to do now is, the other thing I'll mention about this article, and I should not, for you young listeners out there, start at the beginning of your career, close your ears right now. Kevin um, and I had written a uh, prospectus for the annual review paper. And we worked on it for a little bit. Kevin kept saying, I don't want to write a review article. Like, this is what everyone's done. Let's do something that's innovative, creative, that's fun to do. And we just, I kept resisting that. And in February of, early February of 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, I go, I have a good idea. Let's create the science of workplace instruction and talk to that. And we said, go, and Kevin said, go. He did some writing. I did about 80% of the writing but we turned it in the end of May. So in, in four months, we wrote that. And 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 the reason we were able to do that is I'm just like, um, these are things that all my career I wanted to say, and I just kind of keep putting it in there. So um, it, it feels like it resonates. I like it, it resonates. I feel really good about doing it. Get, finally, to get to your question, uh, it, I couldn't cram everything that I wanted to in there, and it's just still at a level that a practitioner is not going to take in to read it. So the thing I'm starting on now, I've been working on it loosely for the last couple of months, is I want to write a book called The Science of Workplace Instruction that real, that that has enough of an academic feel to it. So it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, but for the training manager, the trainer, the head of HR, whatever, they can read it and go to their people and say, this guy says, sounds smart, and says we should do these things. So that feels like that's the thing that I can do right now that's going to put everything in one place. I can talk about evaluation, needs assessment, Mm -hmm. personal design, and things like that, but I can get it all in kind of one 250-page book. That sounds incredible. I will tell you that Kirkpatrick was almost a Pictionary clue,
2: but I decided against it at the last minute. <laughs> that would be too mean. <laughs> but so cool. I for one would be delighted if, if suddenly people started I talking drawn about him, I would have <laughs>
1: drawn <laughs> I would have drawn four, uh, four levels, like a word balloon, four levels, and I would have put a big X through it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: big frowny face. <laughs> uh, but imagine a world where people use the Krager model instead of the Kirkpatrick model. I think that would be very exciting.
1: Tara, I dream about that every night.
2: (laughs) Amazing. Um, Terrific. Let let me switch gears um, away from training and and talk a little about mentoring, which I think people could argue is is a form of training. I would certainly argue that. Um, Tell me about your personal approach to mentoring, because I know that I've personally benefited from your mentoring activities and and many others have as well. Um, What is your philosophy of mentoring and how did that get shaped i mean how did you start thinking about this
1: yeah so i think i'm going to do a shaking part i so as i mentioned i spent my i started in an applied master's program all all, all the two students so i had like 120 students while i was there all but two went and did an internship did not want to do research so when i moved to the university of tulsa i was like Twenty years into my career, I had never had a doctoral student, and I and I think that really helped me because, like all of us, when we start, we nobody took a class in grad school how to mentor, and there's not there's not a lot of really good books out on how to do that. Well, there's Lisa's book. Um, you could drop the, the drop the link in the show notes, uh, but there's just not a lot of. Reason. Not a lot like easily accessible book. So what we all wind up doing is we say at some level, I'm going to mentor like my advisor did, just like we say, I'm going to raise my kids like my parents did and so forth. So whether that's good or not. So because for me, there was a time gap and I'd never done this before and I wanted to do it well. I think I really went into having my first advisees thinking about how do I want to do it? So it's always been a very conscious, deliberate act. I don't think I've always done it well. I'm not just being... Um, I'm not being self-effaced. I mean, there there's one time where I was department chair. I had 10 advisees. You cannot do well in that type of scenario. But I think I keep learning and trying to get better. So um, the one of the transformational events was um, Lisa had given me a book about three or four years. I'll give you a couple of things that I do that I think are a little bit unique. Um, but one thing that really made a big difference for me is she gave me a book that was supposed to help me as a person on habit change by Gretchen Rubin, I'm not sure, she wrote The Happiness Project, um, Better better Than Before is her, is her habit change book, and so she has all these practical strategies for changing habits, and the point that she makes is what works for one person doesn't work for another, like duh, but without going through her full model, it's a four tendencies model, most people she would call either obligers or questioners, and an obliger is someone who's externally accountable, a questioner the obliger says, I will get this done if you tell me I have to get it done. So, you know, in your A.E. roles, the person who will not do a review until the third reminder is oftentimes the obliger. And, and I, I started pretty non-directive as an advisor. And my first advisor was very non-directive. And so I would think, like, if they don't want to work on their thesis or their draft or something like that, I'm not going to make them do it. They, in the end, they have to do the work. But once I read that and and saw that people need, some people, not all people, some people need to have a deadline. So to say to them, I have a busy week next week. If you can get this paper to me on Friday, I'll read it on Saturday. I'll read it over the next couple days get back to you. But if you don't get it back to me, I have, actually that message worked really well. With the obliger, you just say, your deadline is this. And they'll do it because you're the advisor. The questioner, if you say to the questioner, I will be busy or I'll be out of town next week. If you don't get it to me by Friday, it's going to be like three weeks before I get it back to you. You've told them why they have to do something and then they internally commit to it. So really just kind of understanding do people have to set their own deadlines? How do you support that? You know, if you want to, if you want to graduate in May, you have to have your dissertation done on April 1st. In order to do that, I have to give you the final draft at March 15th. In order to do that, you have to defend February 15th. You start walking back with that. And then I do, when I do that, I draw that on paper. I go, look, you need to have your dissertation idea tomorrow. And they get it because if they're a questioner, because those are kind of the steps that that they have to get through. So that, that's been a really big transformation that's trying to help people understand what do people need to be successful instead of telling them this is what I did to be successful ever.
2: Well, it sounds like one of the things you want them to learn is how to be their own person and not just yeah. model their behavior after you. Is there anything else you hope they learn from you?
1: Well, um, yeah, to be, I mean, t- certainly to be, to be authentic. Um, I'm, I'm real comfortable, you know, realizing that I make a lot of mistakes and I do stupid things. And um, I used to always, I don't think this a good mentoring strategy, but it worked for me. I, when I have like multiple graduate students, I would always tell them, and I have to remind them two or three times before they understand this, when you come in to me, like we have a meeting scheduled for Tuesday. When you come in with me, don't start by telling me what you just accomplished. You have to begin by reminding me what your study is. Here you are <laughs> and what, the, what I ask you to do. Because there go, people come, oh, I just, I just found this, I had this great idea for a manipulation. tag, so or right, I'm going to start doing an SEM and Al blah, 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 blah. And I go, I have no idea what you're doing because I'm doing a million different things. And so you can help me by by kind of you know telling me where you are. But once you do that, then I can. I want to be locked in. Uh, one of the things that um, when I was department chair really broke my heart is I would have a student come in and say we have a meeting scheduled, and they would say I know you're really busy, but. And every time someone said that, it just broke my heart because I want them to know. That that 30 minutes or hour I'm spending with that's the most important thing, and oftentimes it was it, it it was not only the most important but the most enjoyable thing. And so you know I want them to know that I'm really invested in them, that I really believe in them, uh, I support them, I'm interested in their well-being, um, but that they're really effective. You know that you know, I you know I constantly tell my students, other students, you know you're in graduate school that you know that puts you in the top three percent. 4% of the population is intelligent. Um, you're really bright and capable. And you just need to, you know, you, you you have we have to polish you, right? We have to kind of allow you to, you know, speak with confidence and, and communicate effectively. But I'm just taking advantage of the raw talents that you have within you.
2: That's a terrific message. I love the idea of, of teaching them upward influence because that will just continue to be important throughout their whole career and and advocating for themselves, but also um kind of asking for what they need that's terrific um this has been terrific i feel like i've learned a lot about about science of workplace instruction and and mentoring any last words anything else you want to say
1: uh, you know, I yeah i will say this um the other i think the other really key that i've learned is that and this goes up in the research that like lisa and i have done a study uh, on effective mentor behaviors, you can find it in Journal of Business Psych, uh, 2019, I think. But but you, you every mentoring and everyone knows this, but mentoring begins with establishing trust. And so one of the things I do um, when I get a new student is we go off to lunch and they say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And if they say most of the students I've had want to go applied. If they say I want to go applied for these reasons, I'm good with that. If they say I'm I like this about applied i like this about teaching but i'm not sure i'm good with that if they say i haven't made up my mind and most of my students have said i haven't made up my mind what i've learned is i've realized i have made up my mind but i'm afraid to tell you what it is and 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 that's and that's not their problem it's my problem and so what i need to begin doing is really focusing i tell them when you can tell me what you want i can help you better but i don't ask them right again right away i really focus on the next four weeks ten weeks semester whatever to build trust so they know that they can tell me things that that it'll be okay for them that i'm a better help for them but that i don't know what i want to be is is code for I'm, i know but i'm not going to tell you oh
2: gosh i guess that means i have to decide what i want to be when i grow up that's a lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us kurt this is a lot of
1: fun and you've been yeah. a very good
2: sport Really appreciate
1: it. Thank you. This, is, this has been a blast. I, I appreciate you guys asking me.
2: Turn it back to you, Richard.
1: Yeah. Well, all right. That's that's it then
0: for gig number seven. As always, uh, please join our Discord so that you can chat with us before, during, and after the show. Uh, definitely hit subscribe. Make sure you get the notifications so you know where we're going live so you never miss a show. Coming up uh, will be uh, Scott Highhouse on the docket probably in a couple weeks. I so can look forward to that. Um, thank you for joining us this week, and we will see you next time on another great IO get-together. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Right.
0: Oh, the times were hard and the wages low. Leave
2: Johnny, leave a. I guess it's time for us to go.
0: And it's time for us to leave her. Leave her Johnny, leave a. Oh,
1: I can't believe it's already over, can you? To keep the excitement going, check out our website at thegig.online Join our Discord community to chat with your hosts and your fellow giggers Subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss a gig Above all, thank you for joining us, and see you next time for another great I.O. get-together.